The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Let's fucking go, Flyers! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Hey, Bill. Just wanted to send you a quick note from uh, north of the border here. Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! 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 Go Flyers! Let's fucking go, Flyers! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go, boys! I feel like a million bucks, but my money don't really feel like I do. Underground, I built my own damn buzz. People was amazed I was still in high school, but now I'm out. And money, what I'm about. Gonna make so much that I can't keep count. Woo! Fuck yes, baby! First time since 20 fucking 12 series victory. Lock it down in the third period. Woo! Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's fucking good. Let's fucking go, baby. Oh my god, I I am elated. I am just I am nothing but a big ball of energy. Uh they did it. They it didn't look like at certain points that this game was going to go their way. They came out strong. They get that first goal. They build a 2-0 lead. Uh they get that they get that all important third goal. It really felt like at a certain point uh it really felt like at a certain point <sighs> this thing was going to go the wrong way, but it, it seemed like next goal wins. When it was 2 to 1, I I wrote in my little notebook which I don't even have with me. I was too excited. Uh, to even bring it down here, it seemed like it was a next goal win scenario. The Flyers get that third goal. Montreal got it right back, but man, that defense in the third period, that third period, especially the first 12 minutes, the first like half plus of that third period was the first time, uh, the Flyers looked like the Flyers all series. Honestly, that was the most like themselves they looked uh, in, in six games. That was very encouraging. Obviously, a lot to think about, a lot 
excuse me, a lot, uh, a lot to be concerned with heading into the next series. But that's for tomorrow us to worry about. That's for that's for not right now. Right now is for celebrating everything we've gone through in the last eight years. Uh, waiting for this team to come to come together the way we knew it possibly could when Ron Hextall enacted his vision with this team. It's celebrating what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of this season uh, with the additions and everything, the, the new expectations, Carter Hart being the guy, bringing in Kevin Hayes, bringing in Niskanen and Braun. It just felt like a different team. And they did it for the first time. I know, I know. Winning a series is not winning the Stanley Cup. It's not. But for a team that hasn't done it in eight years, if you grew up with the Flyers like I did, the f- winning a playoff series was, uh, was yeah, they, they underachieved sometimes, but you assumed they were going to make a run. Every year you thought they were going to make a run. And that just hadn't been the case I'm happy for every single one of the people who have been with uh, Sons of Penn uh, back when I started. I'm happy for every single one of the people who have been with me with Broad Street Hockey Radio. I'm happy for Charlie O'Connor. I'm happy for Kelly Hinkle, Steph, uh, Craig, uh, Steve. I'm happy for everyone at Broad Street Hockey because, fuck, man, we've been through it. And they didn't make it easy. They didn't make this one easy, but they fucking got it. Uh, I'm not even going to get into what I thought about the game because the game was a win. That's the it, All they had to do was win. That was the only thing that mattered. Didn't matter how. They just had to do it, and they did. So uh, I'm just going to do the plugs I have to do and then get to your comments because it's all about us tonight, baby. It's all about the people who've been waiting for this for eight years to get into the second round of the playoffs. Everyone who's been waiting since 2010, to to think you can possibly make a run. So let's do it. Uh, let's start it off with my friends over at the Crest Tavern. That's right, in the Wildwood Crest. My favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore. Go to the Crest Tavern. Support a real hockey bar, whether it's for outdoor dining, takeout, just packaged goods. Whatever you want to do, the Crest Tavern is the absolute place to celebrate tonight, to celebrate for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, Crest Tavern, Wildwood, New Jersey. Abso- uh, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Absolutely, go check that place out. And special thank you... To Otter Creek Brewing uh, over in Vermont. It's a Vermont brewery, but you can find this pretty much anywhere. Drip Drop Coffee Stout. It's absolutely freaking delicious. I've been drinking them all game, and guess what? They won. So this might be the official beer the rest of the playoff run. Drip Drop Coffee Stout brought to you by the our friends over at Otter Creek Brewing. Let's get to your comments. I'm not holding this up any further than, uh, than I have to. Scrolling up. Uh, let's check it out here. Grant with the head tap on Suzuki. Love it. Oh, I didn't even see that. Fuck yeah. I had, like, when things when things got a little dicey, I had a whole thing about, uh... In 2017, the Flyers moved from pick number 13 to pick number 2 in the draft. Nick Suzuki went at number 13 to the, uh... To, to, to Vegas, and he went with Tatar over to Montreal for, for Pacioretty, but it was just one of those Philly curse things, man. Like, Nick Suzuki, of course, went 13 in the Nolan Patrick draft where we would have been drafting, but fuck all that. Nick, Nick Suzuki can get right up and fuck himself today. Uh, don't give a shit about him, but I was prepared for it. Don't you worry. Uh, according to Friedman, Weber wasn't happy with Grant patting Suzuki on the head. Oh, no! Oh, no, he wasn't! Oh, well, guess what, Shea Weber? That's another playoff loss for you, dude. Uh, see ya. Thank God Nashville. Thank God Nashville matched. 
It has been a long eight years. We did it. We fucking did it. And yes, Bill, they did. Uh, I'm not calling myself Bill, the guy's name. It looks like uh, Bill M. Potamus or something. Um, Yeah, it, it has been a long eight years. And again, winning a round is not winning the Stanley Cup. Let us not confuse the two. But it is coming into this season, I had two goals for this team. Compete for the division, win a playoff round. Well, they finished percentage points out of the division, and honestly, we saw what happened to the Capitals in the playoffs. If they played an 82-game season, I feel as if the Flyers would have won the division, and they won a playoff round. So mission accomplished, boys. Way to go. My goals, just in terms of realistic next step for this team have been accomplished and now it's about making a fucking run and a run let us not confuse winning a series with a run a run is the eastern conference final the stanley cup final winning the cup that's a run getting to the final four being in the those are the type of things that are a run and For the first time in forever, it's possible because they won a round. You have to win a round before you can win two or three or four, you know? They did that. Let's fucking go! I feel feel you, Crosby's daddy. Uh, Man, Suzuki is going to be a pain in the ass when the Habs get some more firepower. Whew! Yeah. He's a good hockey player. Kid can play. I like that he's a little asshole. Uh, I mean, it's a playoff series against him, so fuck him. Uh, But he's... He's a hell of a hockey player, that Nick Suzuki. 12 more wins. 12 more wins. I'm right there with you, Willis. Uh, Next round, they just need to tighten up on those little things. And next round presents a whole different matchup. Uh, It presents a whole different, you know, matchup issue. Uh, I think they have the Isles, right? And the Isles aren't as fast as Montreal, but the Isles have been a legitimate pain in the ass for the Flyers for two seasons now. Uh, Philly has, they've had Philly's number. I think this is a different team. I think getting through this first round is a a, a huge confidence boost for everybody. I think we're going to see more out of Sean Couturier. I think we're going to see more out of Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Kevin Hayes, uh, Travis Konechny. The guys who got us here, I think we're going to see more out of them in the next round because they felt, they very clearly felt the pressure of, I mean, how many guys on this team have been to the second round? I'm, of longtime Flyers, it was Couturier's rookie year when they won in 2012, and Jake and uh, Jake and Voracek were here. Obviously, uh, JVR was here, but uh, you know he's he left after that. Um, it, it's it's been a long time, and all these young kids have never experienced. The second round before, you know, Niskanen, uh, the one game suspension, he'll be back. He's got a ring. Justin Braun has been on a run before. He's been on several runs. He's been to a cup final. Kevin Hayes has been into the playoffs before. Uh, so we're going to have to lean on these vets who've done it. And I'm, I'm expecting them to come through in the next round. Watch the game online with some sour Montreal fans. It was great. Oh, nothing better than those Habs fans being angry. Like, oh, boo-hoo. Boo-fucking-hoo. Ghost did have an awesome game. Proud of him stepping up. Oh, my God. Uh, We've seen Ghost have electric games before, and he had some opportunities, 100%, uh, to to pick up some points, score a goal, whatever. But this might be the smartest game I've ever seen Shane Gostisbehere play. Like, it, it might be the best game he's ever played in his own zone. 
Um, just he won some battles. He made some smart plays. He got pucks deep when he needed to. He skated some pucks when he needed to. His pinches were well-timed. He was conservative. You don't want him to be conservative because he's still Shane Gostas Bear. But you know when he's off, he picks all the wrong times. And that was not the case tonight. He was conservative when he needed to be, but he wasn't afraid. He pinched. There was a pinch in the third period that kept it was the best shift they had maybe all game. And he made it happen with a well-timed pinch when it seemed like, yeah, they're not going to be pressuring. This is going to be because the puck support in the third period was absolutely incredible uh like I said it was the most they looked like themselves all series it seemed especially in the first 12 13 minutes of the third period every time Montreal took the puck over the red line they were the puck carrier was facing three flyers it was uh it, it, it was it was perfect it was the defensive effort and to start that third period when you knew they were going to come hard right away was dead on it was exactly what it needed to be Got chippy at the end. I mean, this was a chippy series, man. This turned into a... Remember when we were talking about the games being boring? Remember that? Well, boring no more. Nice to see Ghost get physical and generate some offense. That's the... We've seen him throw the body a little bit in the past, and you know he's feeling confident when he's confident enough to get physical. Obviously, he had that open ice, little blindside hit, but it was legal. Uh, and he just, there was a couple of good box outs Shane had, won some battles in the defensive zone with good positioning, good leverage. That's how you know you have a confident Shane Gosses Bear, and that was huge tonight. But don't want to talk too much about Ghost. Lots of guys made this happen. Uh, huge efforts all around. Uh, some big block shots by Robert Haig. Everybody stepped up in the third. Daughter was born last week. Glad her life starts with a playoff series win. Let's fucking go. Congratulations to you, my friend. And hopefully that uh, that daughter of yours, she gets to do a little bit more celebrating in this, uh, in this beginning of her life. Bill, I'm just so happy. Not even going to analyze this tonight. Let's just be happy. Oh, no, that's... Cheers, my friend. I'm going to take a sip of this drip-drop coffee stout and say, analysis... Looking to next series, whatever. That is someone else's problem tomorrow. Uh, not going to be me, because I'm going to be hungover as shit. All right. If Suzuki and KK ever get a sniper and not hands of stone players like Byron, they'll be, uh, they will get better saying, oh, no, that, they got, they got a good core over there. That team, uh, that team in Montreal is, is better than what they were when the season went on pause, without a doubt. Carter Hart building a very strong Con Smythe case. Yeah, he's had his ups and downs in this series, but uh, if I had my notebook here, I could flip to the page where I said, the third period is where we find out if they can do it this year. I'm not saying, oh, well, we won, we're going to win the cup. No, it's if Carter Hart could lock down that third period, we know what we need to know about him. He's good enough. You know, uh, and the defense was tremendous, but that's how there's no great, ex, you know, what a great goalie. You're supposed to play defense in front of a great goalie. That's the whole idea. Like, oh, if we just lock down in front of him and he stops all, everything he sees, we will win a ton of games. And that's what they did. Uh, that third period. And he ended up with over 30 saves. Um, that, that's a huge, that is just a huge fucking game for Carter Hart. I think Ghost played himself back into the lineup tonight. It'll be interesting to see. Um, don't want to look too far ahead. Again, want to enjoy this with everybody. It'll be interesting to see, though. Um, Niskanen will be coming back for game one of the next series. 
and we'll see how it works out. It's it's the go. You don't want to take Braun out of the lineup because of the veteran presence and the penalty kill. Um, Haig hasn't done anything to work himself out of the lineup. I thought he played very well tonight. Uh, it'll be it's it'll be interesting to see what they do here because a confident ghost is a weapon. Suzuki is an arrogant little punk, good for Grant, giving him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, taunt him all you want now. They won. Uh, but I like that. I like that in a kid. You know, now that we won and it doesn't matter, I can say I like the way Nick Suzuki played that series. He made it more interesting. Good series should help them with the Islanders' style of play. Certainly, and the Flyers play more like the Islanders than they do Montreal. Like, the Flyers had to contain uh, Montreal's speed this series. Don't look at the shot count. Like Montreal came hard at them tonight, and it was a little lucky that they won. But in the third period, they locked it down defensively, like they did games uh, three and four, or yeah, three and four. The head tap was beautiful. I gotta see it. I I, I gotta see it. We can exhale. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I took a breath the whole game. Bill, we survived this annoying series. We certainly did survive. That's what it was going to take. It was going to it was very clear early on that their speed was going to be an issue, that the Flyers defense was going to have to play a lot of contain and they did and they came through with the big game 6 win tonight. Woo! I know I'm stating the obvious here, but if the offense doesn't do a profound 180, this will be a short series next round. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, you want them to produce more, and I feel as if they can. I think this is a huge weight off their shoulders to be out of the first round for the first time, and now they can kind of not relax because you don't relax in the playoffs, but they can get back to doing what they do. Um, I I think just getting through this series is is huge for their confidence, for their state of mind, and everything. Kelly is the best. She deserves this win. Lifelong Flyers fan, just like all of us, Kelly Hankel. Congrats. Ghost was the best D-man, maybe the best skater in this game, only guy that I saw consistently going for controlled zone entries, but didn't force it as well. Uh, he made that one He made that one uh, goal happen with the zone entry, and he made some good plays on that, but when it wasn't there, he didn't force it and didn't turn it over. Plenty of times he got the red line and got it in and got it deep, and that's what you have to do. For those who watched Hackstall, salute. Absolutely. We got through this together, fam. Uh, even with the head tap, that should have been answered the next shift he was on the ice. Yeah, you know, whatever. They won. I'm not going to. This was the best vacation I've ever had. I would love the Flyers playoff hockey while I'm down the shore every year. It's uh makes the nights a little stressful in the days when they played during the day. But yeah, it's this August hockey stuff. Kind of fun, right? Kind of fun. Can we free Giroux and put him on, put him back on the top line? I loved Raffle's game tonight, and I'm the guy who says I want Michael Raffle on the Philadelphia Flyers, and I only want him on the fourth line. But he's been good, man. He was good tonight. He's been good this series with uh, with Voracek. We know Voracek has actually tried defensively this year. But he's still, you know, he's not exactly Marion Hosa out there on defense. Um, with with Couturier's defensive responsibilities, having a raffle out there is, 
I mean, Raffle is a poor man's Oscar Limblom, and Limblom was playing with Couturier a lot this year because they knew they could count on him to take those defensive responsibilities when they were with TK. TK, same thing. He can try all he wants on D. He's not he's not locking anyone down over on that wing. When you have Couturier and Limblom out there, it works. And I think Raffle is sort of the uh, the reimagining of that type of line now. Playing top-line minutes to win a Stanley Cup, is Michael Roffel going to be on your first line on a Stanley Cup winning team? I have my doubts. I certainly do, but I, I liked his game a lot tonight, and I liked his game a lot in this series uh, when he's been in that position. Bill, how worried should we be about the Islanders next round? They're good. They're a good team. I mean, you saw what they just did to Washington. They've been beating up on the Flyers for a couple of years now. This is going to be another tough one, but I think this uh, I think this early test with Montreal is going to pay dividends for them just realizing what they have to do. They haven't like they haven't won a series in so long. They haven't been up to the task of playoff hockey in so long. I think this series made them better. Like they are a better team when that final horn blew than they were before the series started, even though watching the series, yes, major concerns in many aspects of the game. Uh, the penalty kill was not very good. They allowed a they allowed a power play goal in game one, or at least one power play goal in games one, two, five, and six. The only games they didn't give up power play goals in are the games they didn't give up any goals in. The penalty kill was a major contributor this year, and it was not very good in this series. So, it's. I think that's that's something that really has to be improved. Lots of things they uh, lots of things they got to work on. They got to open up the offense a little bit more. And when they're not reacting to Montreal's speed, I think they're going to be able to do that. Now, you know, first game of the Islander series could happen, and we could be saying something totally different. But again, drip drop coffee stout. That's a problem for tomorrow, us. Tonight, we should all just enjoy winning a playoff series for the first time in eight years. Hey, Bill, we're back, baby. Woo! I agree, cryptic cowboy. How do you feel about Giroux on the third line? Do you think the line changes? Uh, do you think the line changes carry through to the next series, or do we revert back to the round-robin lineup for game one? Hmm. I don't think we revert back to the round-robin lineup. They love, they love Lawton on the wing, though. That's the only thing. They don't seem set on making Lawton a, uh, a center. However, it depends to me uh, on a couple of things. and One of them is Nicholas Albeque-Bell. If you could go line three, Lawton centering JVR and NAK, uh, nice little alphabet line there, then, you know, you can keep Farabee on line two and you move Giroux back to line one and you put together your best possible fourth line. Okay, um, but we have no idea if NAK is, is, is healthy at all. Like, if he's going to be able to play in these playoffs, if he's being held out precautionary, I don't know. So, uh, a lot, there's a lot of things... Just like the uh, just like the ghost situation, Niskanen ghost was great tonight. He may have been the best defenseman on the ice tonight, uh, but when Niskanen draws back in, do you revert back to what got you here, or do you go? We have a hot ghost. We have to go with it. There's a lot of moving pieces to this thing. 
We're going to find out a lot in these couple of off days. Boys will need to be on their game against Trotz and company. Good news. Montreal probably a good warm-up. Yeah, this was... They got through it, so that's what we can call it. This was a great learning experience, a great... Like, Carter, tell me Carter Hart isn't feeling it right now, you know? Uh, obviously, the back-to-back shutouts were great. Game one was great. Uh, game two gets pulled. Game five almost gets pulled, but loses anyway. And then, uh, not awesome tonight, but good enough. And the lockdown third period, which is all they needed. That's exactly what they needed out of them, so... It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun series. Uh, Braun still looks like he's stuck in mud. Sandheim needs to be able to pin someone against the boards. Sandheim, man, on that uh, on that second goal, that's the second time in this in the last two games. And I'm not gonna do too much complaining, but it's you mentioned Sandheim, uh, so I'm gonna just bring this up. He was so lackadaisical uh, on that shorthanded goal they gave up in game uh, five going back to the puck, just gets beat on that shorthanded goal. And then tonight, same thing. Like, he's got the angle to the puck and just gets beat to it, uh, and it, and it, allows, that, uh, it allows that second goal for, for Montreal. So he's, he's got to tighten up. We all know the tools are there. We all know the potential is there. We all love Travis Sanheim and what he brings. But uh, tighten. Tighten up. Boston and Tampa are going to tear each other apart. Let's fucking go. Bring the cup back home, baby. And that's, hey, man, watching watching, watching Boston-Tampa. Uh, Boston, a better matchup for the Flyers, I believe, especially without, without Rask. Um, Yaroslav Halak is good, but the three times the Flyers have beaten Boston this year, Halak was in that. The time they lost, Rask was in that. So uh, Boston, the better matchup, but all anyone should be rooting for uh, in, in Boston, Tampa, is seven games. Wait. Why do... If the Flyers are the one... Right, because they're the two... Th- because of the whole... Right, we get the Islanders because we're the one seed. That, yeah, I forgot about the whole round. I, yeah, I was confused for a second, but you watching live saw the wheels turning in my head. Uh, I'm nervous about the Islanders. We didn't play them well this season, but I'm so pumped about tonight, so I'm just going to enjoy this win. Hey, man, you should be nervous about any opponent in the playoffs, especially after the, like, in the first round. Like, the Flyers just had the lowest seed, and yes, Montreal is better than they were in the regular season. They are a better team than we saw them in the regular season, and their speed is a bad matchup for the Flyers. When they can't contain them, it's, uh, it's, it, it can be a little dicey. Uh, but I'm enjoying this one. I really am. The Islanders. I when the playoffs started, and I was uh, I was doing all uh, all the radio hits that I do for different shows on WIP. Everyone asked me, okay, so who do the Flyers not want to play? I was like, well, obviously Tampa, because they're maybe the most talented team in the league. Uh, Colorado and um, Colorado and Vegas right there, but you only have to play one of them, and that's not till the Stanley Cup final, so deal with that. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, Tampa, obviously, one of the three most talented teams in the league at worst, and the Islanders just because they've had Philly's number. Um, <laughs> I just remembered now that we're talking about predictions and stuff. Charlie O'Connor did pick the Flyers in six. Now, most playoff series go six. I had them in five. Kelly had them in five. Steph had them in four. So we all picked the Flyers, but 
I'll, I'll give Charlie this one, even though Flyers and six is like the easiest possible prediction because most playoff series go six games. Keep Ghost in the lineup with Provy and let Niskanen play with Haig. Eh, eh, maybe. I like Braun. I know Braun hasn't been great. I just, he's a good penalty killer, and he's one of a couple of guys on this team who's been through it before. Now, like, you could, oh, well, Bobby Orr's been through it before. Let's play his 70-year-old ass. Let's see how that goes. Okay, you're right. Maybe Braun just isn't, yeah, he clearly isn't, you know, a top four defenseman, uh, but I just like Braun. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, it's a good problem to have, though. I The D is, at least the defense is as deep as we thought it was. The offense is not as deep as we thought it was. Um, at least in this series, they didn't show it. But at least the defense is as deep as we thought it was. If we get into another situation where there's a suspension, an injury, whatever, whoever we bring in, we know can at least hold their own out there. NBCS Philly tweeted a video of the head tap to Suzuki for anyone who missed it. All right, I never do this and check my phone while I'm while I'm uh, while I'm on post game, but I don't think any of you will mind as I uh, as I check this out. I can probably vamp while I do it. Uh, let's see here, because man, that's the kind of shit, and that's the kind of shit that makes a playoff series fun. Is as as mad as it'll get you. Uh, but come on, where are we here? Where's this video? Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Where are we? Oh, he did it in the handshake. Oh, no, that's just Hart and Price. Uh, Derek Grant really patted Nick Suzuki on the helmet. Where are we at here? Oh, <laughs> and that's what started the whole thing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't have the I didn't have the local feed tonight. I usually watch the local feed, but the first first thing I put on was the first one that came up. So it was the national feed. And uh, after you know they score in the first half minute of the game or whatever it was, I was like, well, I'm not changing the channel now. So uh, yeah, that, that that was good shit. That's good. Uh, Islanders play a different game. Let's hope the Flyers play them better than they did the Habs. No, that's. Uh, the the Islanders play more like the Flyers in they they give you so little. Uh, they open it up a little like we talk about the way the Flyers play and the way they played this series. The Islanders open it up more than the Flyers did in this series, but they do kind of play a little bit of that slop hockey where it's like, all right, try to score three on us. I bet you can't. We're gonna score two and win. Um, it, it I, this is. A, it's going to be a hard another I mean it's the playoffs baby. It's it's going to be a hard fought series. I'm looking forward to it now. I the Islanders were the team I really was hoping not to run into, but that's what happens. That's what happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Milbury has been eliminated from the playoffs. Did he get sent home? Everyone's talking about Milbury. What did he do now? Was it the um was it the uh, there are no and I'm so far behind in the comments when you answer like I'm not going to see it for 10 minutes, but 
Uh, was it the there are no women to distract him in the bubble comment that Milbury made that got him sent home? I assume if everyone's saying he got sent home, uh, that's what did it. Ghost took advantage of his opportunity tonight, keep him hungry. I, I, it's, it's a fine line. Do you take him out of the lineup after he played the exact game you want him to play? Do you, does he get overconfident and start doing the stuff that is the yes ghost, no ghosts? It's, it's a balancing act. But Elaine Vigneault, I trust that guy more than any coach in a long time. So glad to get away from Price. Can we talk about Carey Price for a second? Like, some great saves in this thing. Stops all the routine stuff like a good goalie should. But more weird, fluky goals than I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, I, <laughs> I, that, was in, that was an insane series for Carey Price. And honestly, I will never... Uh, 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 it's fun to make fun of Montreal and Carey Price is that he's that Henrik Lundqvist, you know, great goalie who can never seem to get it done. So it's fun to make fun of him from the outside. But he played his ass off this series. Uh, he had two saves tonight. JVR in close, 1-0 on the power play. And the uh, TK breakaway. First of all, those have to be goals for the Flyers. Those guys should feel they didn't score, and that's bad, and they should feel bad. Um, but Price was up to the task. He just let in so many odd goals. Speaking of odd goals, they they originally credit that the announcers, the first goal of the game, uh, the announcers are saying it's Provorov, and it probably hit a defenseman on Montreal and went in. And then the original credit goes to TK. I thought for sure on the uh, on the first replay they showed, the puck hit TK's stick. And then they reversed it almost immediately. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a goal. Usually they announce goal changes, like, at intermission. And it was a couple of shifts later. They're like, no, actually, Provorov gets that one. I thought for sure... TK uh, TK got a piece of that, but uh, who, who gives a shit? Too high? Who gives a shit? It's gone. What do you think of the Islanders? The first three games were before the Flyers were getting it together. Yeah, and that's there's a uh, there's a big difference between the Flyers after the Disney on Ice trip and the Flyers prior to the Disney on Ice trip. They were okay in October, uh, got better in November, took a step back in December when. Uh, things seem to be getting going, and then they find out about the they're on that three game road trip, and right, you know, maybe the day of the first game in mid December, they uh, they find out about the Limblom diagnosis, and they just were completely shit uh, on that trip. They come home, and it's whatever, and then they go back out on the Disney on Ice trip, and I think they went one four and one after Christmas uh, into the new year, and then after that. You know, they don't lose they don't lose two in a row until, you know, they still haven't. Since I think it was either the first win or the last loss was January eighth, um of that of that road trip. And, or after that road trip, I can't remember, but and they've been a different team ever since. So it's kinda hard to judge and, you know, they were also off for four and a half fucking months, so who knows? Uh, I think the Islanders aren't the I would have much rathered Washington. That's what I'll say about the Islanders. I would have much rathered Washington. Flyers have been a good matchup with Washington for a couple of years now. They beat the shit out of them in the regular season this year. Uh, I would have preferred Washington, but that's the playoffs. You play against good teams. 
Really don't like that Thompson was out with 20 seconds left. Yeah, he took that last face off, and I was screaming at the TV, and he, like, didn't necessarily win the face off, but comes away with possession right after and twists it back, and he made a good play. Listen, we're going to be frustrated by Nate Thompson, uh, but the coach trusts him, and I trust the coach. Uh, I don't love it. I think Nate Thompson is better than, like, Chris Vandevelde, and that's what we were dealing with for a while. I think he's a better player than an Andrew McDonald, Chris, like, those types of guys, Yuri Laterra. Um, but Jesus Christ, I was screaming at the fucking television. It's like, why is he taking the last face off? But I, I didn't look at it after the first period, but I will say the Flyers were getting dominated in the first... In the, they were not doing well in the face-off circle tonight, as that being one of the calling cards of this team, it was... It, it, Giroux and Hayes, especially in the first, were getting owned in the face-off dot. Um, the team was under 50% deep into the game, which is just not them. And, you know, face-offs are 50-50 puck battles. Shit happens, but... You know, Nate was, it was Nate and Couturier were both 50% after the first period. Now, maybe, like, I didn't track each one. Maybe Nate Thompson took two faceoffs and he won one of them. I don't know. But Drew and Hayes were, had a rough night in the faceoff dot. Hayes won that one. It led directly to the goal in the first period, but uh, not the best faceoff night. So maybe Thompson, I didn't look at the numbers. Maybe Thompson was just feeling it in the faceoff circle and the coach trusts him. So he put him out there. That happens sometimes. People are worried about the Islanders, I get it, but Varlamov, while good, is not red-hot carry price. I think the Flyers will be fine. I don't know about fine. I think it's going to be a hard-fought series, but it's not like I'm giving, um... I'm not worried about their goaltending. Their their style of play, the way they're well-coached, they're disciplined, they play well defensively, those things concern me about the Islanders. But I'm not like, oh, and they have fucking Henrik Lundqvist in his prime. You know, that's not the case. Varlamov is good. He's a, he's a nice goalie. He's better than at least half the goalies in the league. But I wouldn't say he's a uh, he's a difference maker for them, you know? Oh, I think I I, I can only go. Islanders are worse than Montreal? I, I don't know. I mean, they had a good season and they just beat Washington. I can't say that. Uh, I think they're different. I think comparing, even though I think the Islanders are a bad matchup for the Flyers, comparatively, Montreal is a worse matchup because of their speed um, and carry price, but the Islanders are, they're better than you think. I've been underestimating the Islanders for two years now, and I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, I expect the Flyers to win. I want the Flyers to win. I am going to pick the Flyers to win, but... I'm not going to think, like, coming into this, I picked the Flyers in five against Montreal and was like, this ain't even going to be a series. Um, I was wrong about that. Maybe I'm completely wrong about the Islanders. Maybe that's all they had against, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be a series, I think, against the Isles. Mike Yo gets a ton of credit for making Haig serviceable. His breakouts have cleaned up, and he is more contained in his role, plus Haig is... Uh, the best smiler on the ice. Oh, there! Late in the game, someone was was giving it to Haig in front, like uh, just trying to just trying to get him to do something stupid. And he like uh, it took a little jab. Man, that that Haig smirk is worth liking him. I don't care if he sucked. The Haig smirk is awesome. I it is good, and he gave him that. And that's when I was I 
I exhaled maybe for the, for the first time in the third when someone had uh, Haig gripped up and gave him a little jab, and Haig just looked at him and fucking smirked. Oh, man. That's when I was confident they were going to win the game. I'm so mad I didn't see the head tap. Yeah, check out NBCS Philly's uh, Twitter. I just saw it. Haig had a great-ass block. Yeah, he, with without his stick. He dropped his stick twice in the game, and I was freaking out. But one time without his stick, he had that huge block. Haig's been... I, uh, that one goal, uh, the, the game tying, I can't remember. The, the one goal last game, uh, the goal that made it 3-3, I believe. Maybe it was the go-ahead. But it was, it was Thompson, Braun, and Haig all teamed up to, to fuck up and allow a goal. The one where, uh, Suzuki scored when, um, when Hart dove out at him because there was absolutely no defense to be found because, Braun was sleeping, Haig didn't go where he was supposed to, and Thompson turned it over, and it was a whole thing, but, um, yeah, absolutely, Haig uh, has, he, I thought he had a very good series, I thought he had a decent season, for someone who came into the year thinking Haig was bad, I think he proved he's not bad, you know, more than anything, and he can be effective in his role, and I will give it to the coaching, absolutely. Only complaint I have with this series is I wished it ended sooner, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, we still won it. Yeah, that's I wanted them in five. You know, I wanted to get done with this thing and move on. And I, I, I'm very wrapped up in this. Like personally, for career reasons, the Flyers being good is kind of what I've been building towards. You know, uh, I was this was more nerve wracking than I needed it to be. Trust me. If every series is like this one, I might not live. Haig does have a good shit-eating grin. Oh, it's 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 outstanding. Flyers in six. Charlie is smarter than the whole Habs team who thought they could win. <laughs> yeah. Charlie also smarter than Greg Wyshynski. Uh, that, that's a joke from Twitter. I love I love Wish. Um, but it was just a joke from Twitter. Everyone loves the head tap. Yeah, 12 more wins. Outstanding. I can't wait to stomp out the Islanders now. I hate those fucking fans. Uh, I appreciate the Islanders fans because... They're like, um, they're like if Mets fans weren't the worst. They're still annoying because, I mean, they're New Yorkers. Come on. They're going to be fucking annoying. They're not Boston annoying, but they're from New York. They're annoying. But one, they're not Rangers or Devils fans, so props to them. I look at the Islanders. It's not the same, but I kind of look at them like Green Bay Packers team fans. It's like a neighborhood team. You know, I, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just because I loved Entourage, and uh, E from Entourage was a huge, huge Islanders fan, maybe it's that, um, <laughs> but I, I, of all the teams to hate, the Islanders aren't really up there for me, I love the pettiness they have to uh, John Tavares, simply because that reminds me of us, like, we'd be super petty about something like that, you know, it reminds me of... Uh, like a Scott Rowland, J.D. Drew sort of thing, where we're just like, you left, fuck you. You know, uh, I, I appreciate that about Island, Islanders fans. I, I follow some of them on Twitter. They're Some of them are cool. But now a playoff series against them, so fuck them. Funny, had someone on Facebook saying both us and the Sixers would get the boot after seven games. Jesus, not only is that guy wrong about the Flyers, but if he thinks the Sixers are, are going to go seven, whew, I want... Whatever drugs that dude is on. War girl. Either one. Congratulations, Bill. This must be one of the best post games to do. Oh, damn it. I got so into playing knock-knock and everything at the beginning of the show and just screaming, let's fucking go. I, I forgot to say, like, 
for the first time in post-game history, and we've been doing this a while now, we're doing it after a playoff series win. So anyone who's been with me this whole time, thank you so fucking much. Like, I... You have no idea how lucky I feel uh, to be able to get to do this for, like, a living. Um, hell yeah, guys. This is for all of us. Flyers have not lost two straight since January 7. Yes, yeah, so it was right after that. I think starting January 8th, they came home. And, uh, yeah, Jesus, that was so far long ago. As long as Leon Stickle isn't working next series, we got a chance. Yeah, that's... That's so far off my radar because it was before. Like, I know that's one of those things you, you hate on forever. Uh, it was just before my time, so it's like nothing to me. Almost Limblom time. Listen, let's, uh, <laughs> let's relax on the Limblom stuff. I know we're all... The possibility is exciting, but I'm just not getting my hopes up about a dude who had cancer like a couple of months ago being... Like, the whole idea of Limblom is being the idea that maybe he'll be ready to go in these playoffs was or is Elaine Vigneault was told if his treatments go well, which they did, he'd be ready to go for camp in September. And now that the playoffs will be going on in September, if they get to an Eastern Conference final or a Stanley Cup final, then like he's a possibility, but there is a huge difference between being able to participate in training camp, you know, and maybe some preseason games and the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, there's a big, I would love to be wrong about this. Nothing would make me, if Limblom came back, this team would win the cup. I feel that strongly about how much they want it for him, the boost he would give them, and honestly, how good of a goddamn player he is. He's fucking fantastic. Uh, but, I'm just, uh, I'm going to reserve my excitement about that one. As excited as I am about winning this series, and since we're talking about that, Drip Drop Coffee Stout by Otter Creek Brewing, absolutely delicious. I'm reserving my excitement about Limblom until I actually see it, because it just seems far-fetched to me. Now, I'm not a doctor. I am no expert on anything in, in the world, maybe professional wrestling, uh, but... <laughs> Uh, like, I just, it seems far-fetched to me. Bill, thoughts on JVR tonight? Uh, I thought that line had some good shifts. Um, when he gets that, when he gets that one-time opportunity alone in front of Price, he has to bury it. JVR is paid to score goals. That is his whole job, scoring the goals. Now, it's like, oh, well, the, you can't expect him to score on every shot, and, and I understand that, and I have stuck up for him in the past when he's been in slumps and stuff. This is, but it's like, that was your opportunity. That's, you bury that one and you're in the lineup for, you know, you're in the lineup. Uh, he was fine. He didn't hurt them. Uh, I thought he won a couple of battles defensively that I wasn't expecting him to win. Like, one of those mesh points along the boards right inside the blue line where I'm like, oh, well, they're coming away with the puck. And he was able to get it out and make some plays, but... JVR has been unspectacular this season. As someone who loved the season he had last year and really stuck up for him a lot this year because he was creating so many scoring opportunities and they just weren't going in, goal scorers got to score goals, especially ones like him who don't do a ton of the other stuff. You know, he's out there to score. All right, we're going to scroll down, get a couple more, and then I'm going to go celebrate everybody. So enjoy this one. 
I mean, this could be a good series, a stressful series, or a fun series. How it's played will depend on how the team play. Well, yeah, obviously. It could be anything. How much was the slowish offense uh, due to the Flyers being out of rhythm, and how much was it Hab slash Price playing well defensively? For a lot of it, I thought it was more about the Flyers just wanting to play well defensively and stay on the right side of the puck, uh, but they didn't create an even, no matter how well they play defensively, they didn't create enough offensively in this series. That has to improve moving forward. I think it will. I think it was at least partially a function of wanting to not get burned on three-on-ones by the Habs, but uh, you got to create more offensively if you're going to have a run in the playoffs like we're expecting. I'd rather play the Bruins, honestly. Flyers have matched up well with the Bruins, too. Uh, All right, everybody. Guess what? It's been almost 50 minutes. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you all for joining. Thanks for hanging out. Very special thank you to my friends over at the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, uh, owned by my buddy, Timmy Fitzpatrick. He is a huge Flyers fan. I know he's celebrating tonight. You should celebrate with him whenever you're at the Jersey Shore. Check out the Crest Tavern. Outstanding roast pork sandwich, and a great beer selection, uh, whether it's for outdoor dining, takeout, just packaged goods, they have it all. So check out Wildcrest Tavern. And, of course, my friends at Otter Creek Brewing, Drip Drop Coffee Stout. Woo! We did it, baby. Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go, Flyers! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Hey, Bill. Just wanted to send you a quick note from uh, north of the border here. Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! 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 Go Flyers! Let's fucking go, Flyers! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.